Welcome to the Dipshit Files number 17. I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper. And I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper. And we've got a fun one today. We're going to talk about ghost stories. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of the dipshits this yeah. week. Yeah. And we're also going to look at some of the things that we've talked about in the past and kind of weigh in on some stuff now that we've had a bunch of episodes. So we're the Dipshit Files, and there's a big file on us when it comes to it. <laughs> so let's open up this week's Dipshit Files. <laughs> Hi, wife. Hello. Let's talk about shit, shall we? Yeah. All right. Today, we're going to talk about our favorite of the dipshit files that we've covered so far. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about what we've got coming up in the future for more dipshit files. We're going to talk about an introduction of another segment or or I guess genre. Another file. Another whole, yeah. Yeah. Another whole cabinet. whole cabinet. That uh, takes me back to my history in radio. Uh huh. And then we're also going to say why we don't, we're never going to do another ghost story mm-hmm. episode. This is it. Yep. And this this is the singular ghost episode. Yep. And why? Yep. And yeah. that will lead us to a debate at the end where <laughs> we really show you why. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so let's just get right to the show with this first segment. Let's look back at the first 16 episodes of the Dipshit Files. All right. So let's review the first 16 episodes of the Dipshit Files in a simple way. We're okay. Not gonna, we're not going to talk about all of them, but. What was your, what's the most intriguing one for you? You know. Or what was the thing you learned the most? Or? Well, that's, that's just it. I, I went through, I went back through episodes and they were all intriguing in their own right. Mm-hmm. All of them. And I, I enjoyed, so. so I enjoyed the research and I learned a lot. The one main takeaway for me, I think, is the fact that I was blown away that women uh, who kill and who kill in multiples. Like massive amounts even. Yeah. That they weren't categorized technically as serial killers. Mm -mm. And I I find that at least when you're doing your your search for serial killers, they're all men. Mm -hmm. And you do a search for female serial killers and you find some. But then when you start really looking into women that kill... There are so many mm-hmm. women who kill multiple people. They just kill quietly mm-hmm. and without depravity uh, yeah, or less depravity. Right. And and unless they, you know, part out the their victims or uh, eat them. Right. You feed know, them to the hogs. Do something, so do something depraved. They're, they're just... They're not uh, remembered. They're, no, they're not. What is it? Catherine Knight? She's one of the highest... Mm-hmm. For our dipshit meter, whether mm-hmm. good or bad, she is very dangerous because, mm-hmm. you know, she's up there with Joachim Kroll. And right. She's, she's very high. Right. She's higher than, I think, Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of her. Right. Until we did this. Exactly. You know, and a lot of people haven't. So, I don't know. That I found that intriguing. It's right. like, wait a minute. Why? Yeah. These women are awful. Right. These women are dangerous. Yeah. Why are they not listed? So info at scatcast.com if you have a, a few. Yeah, have if a you have a theory, right. Or you can shout it out at our speak pipe on <laughs> scatcast.com and let us give us a voicemail. Yeah. But I'm curious, why why do you think women why do you think wife? You know, I I think it's because the level of depravity and the level of violence just doesn't stick in it, the minds. It's well it it doesn't it's not as impactful. I right. think but it's still death. I know. Like, it doesn't I know. matter. I know like you took some, you took loved ones away from mm-hmm. people. Well, when you look at Eileen Warnos's situation, yeah, she, she made the news for mainly because she was kind of 
kooky. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she had some, uh, I mean, she said some crazy stuff and she acted in crazy. Yeah. You know? I think she's well known simply because Hollywood took the time to put exactly. a A-list actor. Exactly. In it. But, you know, she's considered a serial killer because she shot men and dumped their bodies. Mm-hmm. But she's the lowest on our, I on our know. list because she didn't seem to really, she wasn't interested. She was protecting herself and mm-hmm. potentially, mm-hmm. Uh, and she didn't do anything to no. the bodies. She, she wasn't trying to dumped them. Right. be a criminal mastermind. Right. She, and then we've got Catherine Knight who only killed, she only killed technically one person, but she was a problem her whole life. Yeah. She was depraved yeah. and uh, violent and abusive. And then, you know, she eventually hung him, skinned him like, I don't know, they said his skin looked like a wetsuit hanging in the corner. And then, you know, she cooked him. So even still, she only did that to one person. But even still, she it it was not one of those things that hit mainstream news. Maybe it did. But I didn't, I've never heard of her, even through all of my research. Right. She's not one that I came across readily. Well, what so. was the one? There was one that killed like a couple hundred people or like 80 people. Yeah, it was. Um, what was her name? Linda Gil- Hazard? Or, well, Lin- no. Linda Hazard, I think she was up there. But there was also Amy Archer Gilli- yeah. Gilligan. Mm. Gillian. And, uh, you know, she she killed a bunch of people, right. elderly folks. Right. You and know, she ended up low on the list because, again, not depravity. Right. Not da, 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 but the quantity is the just so The quantity was insane. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm interested in hearing other people's theories. Find out why. Why is it if you got boobs, uh, you're not thrown up there with, you know, wow. those that, I, some of these serial killers that do crazy shit. I, I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It, it, and it's because it's so rare too. You mm-hmm. think it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, but it's not. I know. It's That's not just what you were explaining. Really I'm like, not. I ignored. I just ignored what I you know. were saying. It's not rare. <laughs> Women also kill. Women kill, and yeah. they do it. They do it in mass. Mm. You know, lots and lots of people. It's just most of the time, from what I understand and what I see, the vast majority of the time they poison them. Yeah, <clears> and they don't <throat> chop up bodies and eat them. Not, not usually. Not most of the time, which doesn't make sense to me because unless you know. I don't know. Seems to me it's more efficient to chop them up and, and get rid of the bodies mm. than haul a giant human out the door and into a car. Yeah. You, you part them out. Oh, my God. This is heavy in my back. Hey there, neighbor. I couldn't help but notice you were dragging, you know, a body-shaped bag into your car there. Oh, hey, neighbor. You know, I recommend cutting the body into torso, legs, arms, and head. And then you can duffel bag that shit. Oh, I'll remember that next time. Thank you, also, keep your dog off my lawn. Easier to transport. It's the cutting them up <laughs> seems to like throw a lot of people off. Right, and right. They're like, I don't like a bloody nose. Yeah, sawing off bones and into <laughs> sinew. Right, whatever. It's more efficient. Yeah, fair enough. But it's, mes- it's messier. It's messier. Yeah. So. Well, you got to do a bunch of cleaning, deep cleaning. So that's that's that bleach. was that's what I took away from this was that uh, women. I don't get know. No I respect, find it fascinating. Even in, even in the world of serial killers, right. women get kind of. We're not paying attention to you. Look at these guys. This guy <laughs> fucked a head. He fucked a neck hole. Right. What are you doing? You're well, poisoning is... a guy, whatever. Well, this lady killed a thousand people. Now, this guy cut his mom's head off and fucked her neck hole. I would like to know more, please. Well, it is sensational. I mean, what men do. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, intriguing and, and sensational. Yeah. And it is the extreme. Exactly. So, well, and maybe that's why. I guess so. I think that's probably the most logical explanation. Yeah. But that was that was mine. What was yours? Mine was, it's hard to say. 
They were all a lot of fun to do, but I always get into the UFO ones. Mm. Like the Fire in the Sky one specifically mm-hmm. was just, I don't know, because it intrigued me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's considered one of the higher, uh, one of the more credible ones, even though I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But it's still, because the story was so fleshed out by you, I had fun just kind of living in it. And when I was right. making little mini skits cats, it was just, I had a blast. <laughs> as far as the serial killers, it, you know, it's always crazy. When we yeah. did all the cannibal stuff, that mm-hmm. was... Uh, a dark time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was a dark time. A dark time was had by all. Yeah, I don't think anybody enjoyed that thoroughly. Mm. No, I, hopefully you enjoyed it for the the purposes that we tried to make it fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, people suck, and reveling in that isn't fun. Mm-hmm. But Pedro Lopez was an interesting one. I didn't know much about his story, the mm-hmm. monster of the Andes. But they were they were all pretty pretty crazy. But definitely fire in the sky. Yeah, because that shit. Terrifies I thought you'd me. like that one. I thought you'd like that one. And, and those of you that have listened to, I think it's on Just a Ride podcast. We've done so many of these. I don't even know where I do all these things. You know, I told my little story of, in my mind, from the, the weird weed that I was smoking. In the uh, submarine type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, I, where I had a, a moment and I lost some time and I had a weird, you know, I can empathize with some of the stuff mm-hmm. that people say, despite being hugely skeptical of things like that. And more than likely inside my mind is where all of the things happen. Mm-hmm. But the fire in the sky story was very cool. And I like making skits cats. Yes. So a lot of them, whenever they have lots of room for skits cats, it's hard to, to do that in, you know, in true crime stuff. Cause I'm not trying to make fun of victims. Right. Uh, right. I'm trying to make fun of dipshits and that's really the point, yeah. but it's more fun to do, you know, oddities and things. And uh, when people put themselves in bad situations, mm-hmm. you know, and of their own accord, it's like, well now it's free game here. <laughs> Right. Now we're playing ball. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. But I want to mention one thing with the dipshit meter. Mm -hmm. So we've received tons of letters from you guys. Tons Mm -hmm. of, they're not letters, they're emails, Emails, voicemails and those kind of things. And it's funny to see because when we started doing the dipshit meter, Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew from the beginning that it would be kind of polarizing Mm -hmm. because I, I'm, I sympathize with people that are like, we shouldn't you know, put these people up in any way, right? You know, right. We should, and and don't trivialize victimization of right. you know, all the death and all that stuff. <clears throat> My point was, I want to know who the most dangerous person alive is because I'm weird like that, uh, yeah. Or, or not alive, but the most dangerous person that that is considered a serial killer, right? And I wanted to see like how do you? I'm just a stat guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to take my love of stats and, and put it in, because it gives you an understanding. Yeah. And trying to understand like, okay, we talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and we mm-hmm. talk about Eileen Warnos. Right. How are they different? Yeah. And, and in a way that we can kind of, you know, classify. Wrap our mind around, yeah. right. And so I understand that it offends some people to do that, and I really do. Mm-hmm. And, but I also feel like putting the most, da- finding the most dangerous of these people mm-hmm. through, you know, this meter helps me in some way understand the world better i well, guess i don't know and the the reason for the meter uh the reason we started the meter really was because most of the time the dipshits are the media mm-hmm. because the media yeah. sensationalizes sensationalizes everything mm-hmm. and it, it turns into this bigger ordeal than it needs to be yeah and I, so i think the reason we started the meter was to find out how true is this Exactly. Um, where are the facts? What was sensationalized? And um, that's why we have our, yeah, our infamy meter exactly, and stuff as well to go ex- with it. Exactly. How much was this blown out of proportion? Right. And so that's why I, I like the meter. Me too. And it actually gives us a greater understanding after we've done the research mm-hmm. or talked about it mm-hmm. to break it down and say, okay, compared to what? And, and we can look at these things right. and we'll say, wow, 
I mean, this guy's the most depraved, or right. this guy wasn't depraved at all. Right. And that, well, like Eileen Wornos. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made a movie out of her, and it was this whole thing. Come to find out, it wasn't nearly as... I mean, of course it was... It's, they're all bad it, because they're, they're all, all murderers. They're all bad because yes. they're all... I mean, that's, it's, that's the axiom. That's the baseline. It's we, terrible. We assume everyone thinks that going into this. <laughs> right. Yeah. But to hear about Eileen Wornos' story and do the research and find out that it really wasn't as bad as... I was led to believe. Right. Once she's I not really nearly as dangerous a person. Exactly. I mean, she was, she's willing to kill. She was because she's no longer with us. I mean, she was not as dangerous of a person. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. And so it's just an interesting thing to see. Yeah. And I don't know how it will help the world. I doubt it will. But mm. it, it's just it's something that I, I found interesting. Monique found interesting. Right. Perspective that, is important. Yeah. I think. We're not trying to make it like baseball stats and no. leaders and shit. No. Like, oh, who's the Babe Ruth of serial killing? Right. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, certainly not that. So that's why you haven't seen us post anything about it. Like, here's mm-hmm. our list and stuff. We're not making t-shirts about it or anything like that. We're right. just <laughs> we're just trying to find out in the most scientific way that two people can arbitrarily do. We're doing our best. Yeah. But and we're going to keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are always down for input from you guys, how you feel about it. Right. And if you don't like it, we certainly, like I said, I respect that. I really yeah. do. I hope you understand where we're coming from with it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why we're not making graphics where it's like, Jeffrey Drummer's here. <laughs> Who's the Babe Ruth? Right. That's ridiculous and grotesque yeah and you won't see any t-shirts with serial killers on it from us uh, and i'm not against people doing that either because most of the time they're making fun of them and that's fine too yeah but absolutely I don't, I don't give a shit about that uh but anyway so your input info at scatcast.com uh let us know if you like it too mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard a lot of people that think that this show is unique because of it and uh we appreciate it that wasn't our intent our intent is just to figure out right who the biggest dipshit of all time is. Right. So Which is, you know, hence why it's called The Dipshit the Files. Dipshit files. Yeah. We we're trying, know we're we're trying to get with. closer to right here. Yes. Or further from wrong. Both are great. <laughs> so that's how we do that. So let us know. Info at scatcast.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Now this is kind of like we said, a meta episode. Uh, we said that in the inside shit maybe yeah. we didn't say that to all the people that don't pay to be patrons but this is our this is a meta episode it is yes we're just talking about a few things we're, we'll get to the ghost stories and our discussion on that here in a bit but we also kind of want to talk about the future of the dipshit files yes we're excited about uh our first two-part episode coming up soon mm-hmm. and that's going to be a deep dive on mr ted bundy yeah who we don't think is great and nope. we're not going to put him on the list and make nope. a t-shirt God, okay no, but he's go. He's gonna have a. Uh, he's he's gonna have the dipshit meter. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have to split it up into two parts because uh, you guys have asked for a deep dive. Yeah, we're and gonna do a full on. Your guys are gonna fucking get a deep dive. <laughs> 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 Sounds fun. Yeah. But we're not going to do that uh, right out of the gates. No. Our next one will be the disclosure, the final finalization of that UFO one that we did. I can't wait. I'm so excited stuff. to share what I found. Yeah, I'm curious, too, to see. Nobody's really unpacked any of the stuff. Well, I did my best to unpack. Okay. And there's there's more now. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to do updates as we go. We will. Um, on occasion, do an update because... Here are the dipshit files in a place called Scatcast. <laughs> we'll be updated about the, the cutting-edge scientific technology of UFOs. <laughs> Here and now. Oh, well, you and know... forever. You, you, that's where we're at. Fuck it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> I love it. We're in the age of disclosure, and but, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I tried to do that for the secret suck. I, I would 
you know, I was updating things as much as I could during the pandemic about oh, UFOs. Yeah. And Dan's like, dude, please stop bringing me UFO shit. I'm like, I'm sorry. But I'm a, it's, we're in the age of disclosure. There's I'm a lot a of dork. disclosure stuff. Well, no, I mean, it's hard. I don't believe it's true. I just, I'm, it's just more interesting than the politics of today. Well, so. the, the, the thing is, I found so much stuff that was actually put out by our own right. government. That I believe, that they don't know what's going on. I mean, right. I, I feel like somebody's, it's like an Elon Musk, like child. It's, type person. Well, it, it's really nice to hear the drone. to hear our government say we don't know. It is. It's so nice to be like, yeah, I know we've made fun of you for uh, seventy years. Right. We're sorry about that, <laughs> and we made your you know your whole family butts of everyone's jokes. And yeah, we're sorry about that. Right. Um, we don't really know, and right. yeah, we're just as confused as you are. So they may have gone a little overboard to make it so their family doesn't like them. I'm just throwing that out there. I told you guys I was right about the UFOs. Well, it's not really about the UFOs per se. It's the aluminum foil hat, the David Icke books, uh, the moon boots, and you collecting all that urine in jars under your bed. So the Illuminati can't get my DNA. I, I feel you like think? I, I know that person, including I am that person from time to time, especially in my 20s. I was like, I smoke too much weed and spend too much time on the mm-hmm. internet portals. And I'm too credulous for my own good <clears throat> all right so and then we also are going to have a few uh, more cryptids we're going to look into the story of mothman which yeah is I, fun and interesting that's a fun one i yeah. i wasn't going to do mothman because it's so so overdone right but i was just it's too enjoyable it's all overdone and i want opportunities for skit scats yes so, you and know, i don't know throw me the softballs of there's the gonna be some fun stuff in the mothman exactly you know i just can't help that I, there, i'm excited for it there is some fascinating information but you know if you've if you've done any research at all none of it's going to be surprising because yeah. there's nothing new out there about mothman, mothman that i found right and maybe by the time i do the episode there'll be a and fucking mothman script, sightings maybe all over the place. there will be mothman sightings everywhere fuck yeah Doubt it, I doubt but it. maybe. <laughs> I doubt. But that one will be fun. There's also yeah. a much darker one, uh, yeah. the Japanese suicide force we're yeah. looking to. There's also the Eye of the Sahara, which I'd never even heard of. Yeah, the Rishat structure. Or yeah. Rishat structure. I've yeah. never even heard of that. So we're going to look at some you interesting. Know, I hadn't heard of it either. Or, yeah, it's well known. Sounds like a nature thing. It's though. a natural structure. Yeah. Well, well, people are saying it's, it's like Atlantis and it, all these there's others. all kind. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. That'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. But our boy brought this one to us. Yeah. And he was like, have you ever heard of this? And I went, no. And then he shared a few things with me and I was like, holy shit. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's a big spiral and and you can see from space, I Mm, guess. Yeah. People say that about a lot of things. Can you actually see from space? Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah. They were actually using it as a landmark. What, the astronauts? Yeah. Oh, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's all right. Interesting. But the Earth does all sorts of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Are they saying that, that nature doesn't do spirals or something? Or what, is, what are the claims no, there? No, it's how it was created. They, there's a, there's a, well, we'll talk Wind about it. Wind and just, water. You are going to have to wait for okay. the episode because I already started my research on this. Okay. And I understand why people are up in arms about it. Mm. I am. I am. I do. I am. I am. I am. I am. I understand why it's fascinating because there's a lot of uh, stuff in there that the, some of the scientists are on the fence as to why things have happened the way they've happened. Right. I would say it's a natural phenomenon based on wind and water erosion. And I'm pretty certain it's the lost continent of Atlantis, so go fuck yourself. Oh my. So. You know, I should bring this up here too. Another thing in the future, we talked about this at the beginning that we were going to do dictators, tyrants type folk. Yeah. Uh, 
I kind of would want to take on the research again uh, for one thing. Uh, you know, and, you should see my fa- my face just was like, like yeah. Uh, but there's there's a couple dictators that or children of dictators. I want to do Uday and Kuse Hussein. Oh yeah, and the the Saddam Hussein story. Uh, no politics. I don't give a shit about I'm all that stuff. I'm not familiar with that. You want to talk about dipshits? Like, there's almost whenever I think of dipshits in the kind of level of of what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, serial killers are one thing, but a tyrant, a person that has the ability to kill willy nilly mm-hmm. uh, whenever they want to, fucking and have access to you know modern weapons yeah. and uh, yeah Uday and, and Kuse Hussein mm-hmm. and of course Saddam Hussein but the two boys were just fucking terrible mm. and so in the future I'd like to dig into that yeah. a little bit and share that story with you but again I don't know how I do skit scats around I don't know but absolute I, depravity I would love we'll to try. be able to sit back and are you gonna <laughs> oh are, yeah I'll read are it. you gonna tell me a story I'll tell you a story oh yes. we'll, we'll figure that one out so in the future this is the future of the oh, show. awesome so we'll, we'll do that now the next little thing of a little bit of housekeeping I guess is the next uh, genre of shit the yeah. next file cabinet we're gonna open up here at the dipshit files is conspiracies yes and we're going to Spend time looking at them, and we'll give them a meter as mm-hmm. well, and, and we'll do all that. We have not done a single conspiracy yet. Not yet. Uh, but that was, that takes me back to radio days. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I owe this on some level, because... Uh, you have to redeem yourself? I have to redeem myself a little bit. <laughs> you know, I wasn't out there saying, believe what I say, ever. But I was out there spouting things and doing research without the core principle of, do I care if what I think is true, and... Where do I find out the truth? I made 75 episodes of Radio Nonsense. Okay. And so I'd like to, you know, redeem myself okay. by being a much more skeptical individual over this show. So we'll cover things like 9-11, the New World Order Illuminati, and that whole cornucopia of interesting and possibly very credulous things. But oh, there's a bunch of them out there, yeah. The most interesting ones are, are ten, tend to be the most crazy ones, like the hollow earth and right, that kind of shit. Right, uh, But we'll talk about what some of the ones about? that are more... More like a realm. Terrestrial. <laughs> It's a realm shape. It's a realm shape. Exactly a realm. <laughs> um, but what's your favorite? I don't want to say favorite. How about which of the popular conspiracies do you think is actually a legit conspiracy? Gosh, I've looked through. I looked through a lot. I would have to say I want to say JFK. Okay. And I, the reason I say that is because I found that one the information that I learned about it to be the most compelling. Mm. Now, maybe it's because I have an issue trusting authority. Maybe mm. that's why. Well, that's the majority of conspiracy theories right. about authority not being trusted. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I have a feeling that, you know, give them an inch, they'll take a mile, mm. that sort of thing. So maybe that's why. <clears throat> but I don't know. JFK was fascinating to me. You the didn't buy other, the, the official story too well? I, I couldn't. Now it something just didn't sit right, hmm. and if the if it doesn't button up nicely and fit, something's missing right. because that's not how life works. That's not how things. There's no. We'll talk about that, but it didn't it didn't fit comfortably with me. And the other one was uh, Marilyn Monroe's death. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just she didn't. Um, I don't know the 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 quote unquote facts of the story mm-hmm. had a hard time fitting those together. Mm. But that's connected kind of to the JFK thing, perhaps, which you right? know, so potentially, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Those those are the ones unscrupulous that, those are the sentiments ones, coming out of my mouth. Those are the ones that uh, I'm most fascinated with. So right. I don't know. I'm yeah. looking forward to this new file cabinet. Yeah, it should be fun to see. Yeah, but there are a lot of uh, 9/11 conspiracies. Like I, I should say, when I did my radio show, mm-hmm. I presented the 9/11 conspiracy theory three times. 
on that oh. show in 150 episodes. We did three specials on it. Okay. Uh, some people in, in my town asked me to do it the third time and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a complete nudnik about it. <laughs> and it took me like a lot of uh, really understanding my brain mm-hmm. to get through to where I, de- I literally went through piece by piece and debunked every single thing that I had believed and had shared on that show. Oh. And uh, so that one will be a fun one for mm-hmm. me to revisit. And, you know, I was a jackass in my, I'm pro- I am still mm-hmm. a jackass mm-hmm. and probably still way too credulous for my own good. But I'm aware of my contrarian ways. But I learned to care if what I think was true. And that was a big deal. But also really just a, a being honest with myself. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to those conspiracies and I look forward to them because we'll be able to not debunk them or deep dive them, but explore this world. And I have kind of a weird perspective on it. But one thing I did learn about t- from doing my show was that you, no one is smart enough to be able to really get through conspiracies and research, promote, or debunk any of the big conspiracies because they're just massive. And it requires an expertise in everything. Take 9-11, for example. Whether you're a truther or a very skeptical of truthers, to really be good at it on your own Mm -hmm. without just trusting people, you have to know a lot about physics and chemistry, and then you right, got to right. know a lot about international politics, and you have to know a lot about the inner workings of other countries, like mm-hmm. the Mossad and, mm-hmm. and Israel and all these things. And no one's smart enough to do that. <laughs> and then to do a conspiracy show like I did from week to week to week, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm smart enough to now know about this conspiracy, about the oil companies, the Seven Sisters, and mm-hmm. I, now I'm an expert on fossil fuel production, and, and each country's... <laughs> It's just not a thing. Right. So we're going to look at these as, of course, gumshoes, and we'll have fun with them. Yeah. Et cetera. All right. Now let's talk ghost stories. Yeah. Dipshit Files presents our one and only ghost stories episode. Yeah? All right. So do you want to tell them why we're not going to do ghosts on this show? Well, well, there's, yeah. I mean, as, as interesting as the topic is, even I think for everybody, everyone's kind of fascinated about this, whether they believe in it or not. Right. Um, ghost stories are difficult to cover because in reality, uh, they're very subjective. Yeah, it's and back it's, to the UFO thing where mm-hmm. we're just like, do we trust you as it's, a person? Exactly. And it's anecdotal evidence and it's very difficult to make any type of uh, judgment when it comes to those things. Mm-hmm. Now, if science, if uh, the scientists and our um, scientific research and our technology was able to, um, I don't know, analyze these things right. and pick up a ghost, really, if we could actually do the scientific yeah, method somehow, then on this, it yeah. would be something that we could actually cover. Otherwise, it's just me telling stories about people's experiences, and it's just you're left to listen to something that could be fantastical Mm -hmm. or could sound stupid and you know then you're also left to judge the person by their personality and maybe how they present themselves and And people aren't good at that no and especially these are stories second hand third hand eighth hand and so we won't be doing ghosts on this because of that Mm -hmm. Um, we couldn't do a meter mm -mm. we we actually looked into it a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's like the meter will just be ridiculous. It'll be yeah. like 0.02 right. like versus 0.03. Yeah. Exactly. So Now, there's interesting, compelling evidence out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would like to use that term, but I also have... But tr- it's all anecdotal still. I have trust issues yeah. You know, when it comes to video, audio, oh, yeah. and photographic evidence. I trust um, zero video today because I can <clears throat> That's the, the hard. It's It's hard, especially when something is compelling and then it's proven to be... Um, a fake. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, ah, yeah, I don't know. So we won't be doing ghost stories. This, 
this episode for specific reasons, and we're going to go into that here in just a few minutes, Mm -hmm. is going to be our ghost episode. I guess so. I would say. This is it. Yeah. But we do have some experiences with things that could be explained that way, I guess. Yes, we do. I know for sure you do. And and I know for sure I do. I Mm -hmm. have things that I cannot explain. Yeah. And that gave me the goosebumps down to my spinal cord and beyond. (laughs) Yeah. My eyelids and shit. Right. Yeah. So, well, why don't we start with some? Okay. Am I necessary? Okay. Uh, Ghost stories. I promised when we did the Just a Ride podcast, Mm -hmm. I told my story about... Uh, us going to Seattle, mm, you, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff, you and I, yeah, and that was an interesting experience from my perspective. Yep, because it happened to me a lot of it. The mm, salt, mm-hmm. uh, the glass happened to all of us. Yes, and Jeff, uh, he, you know, he's very skeptical too, mm-hmm. but he can't deny it. Right, you know, it was weird. Right, but there was a weird vibe in the air, mm-hmm. and you were aware of it from the very beginning before yeah. glass broke, and you yep. know, and it was like, what the hell? So, what was your what happened? I'd like to go into a little bit of backstory before I tell my oh, experience. Okay, I'm going to need to so they kind of understand. I can't just like jump in. You're so right. You're right. I do want to share a little bit about myself. Now, this is not something I've ever actually. I spent my entire life not talking about this. Um, because it made me feel like an outsider and it made me feel like a weirdo. Right. You are and, a weirdo. And I know I'm a weirdo, but it made me feel very uncomfortable. So it's something that you I should kept, feel uncomfortable. I kept How dare you? I kept to myself and I hid. And then uh some people basically called me out and brought me into the public public quote yeah. unquote um with some things and i was like well i'm out now so right. i may as well you know um so basically in a nutshell um i could i don't want to use any weird woo woo terms because it puts me off right um but i my my whole life has been uh i've experienced two aspects of life i guess the life that, you know, where I'm driving a car and I go to the grocery store and I eat food and and I've got an education and I hold down a job and there's that. The other aspect of my life is, is seeing, feeling, hearing, smelling, uh, experiencing things that otherwise other people may not be experiencing in that moment. Right. Now, ghosts. Uh, I don't like using that term because I don't know if that's what this is. Right. Uh, spirits. I, I don't know if that's what this is. Poltergeisties. So, um, in in layman's terms, I guess most people would call me a uh, a medium. I guess. Bum, bum, bum. I know. So, and the reason why they would call me a medium is because I'm able to communicate with these things supposedly. Right. Now I say supposedly because I am also scientifically minded. Um, I had a hard time for decades quantifying it in my own head what I was experiencing Um, I knew in my core that I wasn't crazy I knew in my core that there was nothing wrong with me because this was the only aspect of my life that I could not I I couldn't make sense of Mm -hmm. with uh, my the the scientific method because everything in my life I try and move forward through um logic and logic and reason Mm -hmm. you know i try and reason my way through things so this is the one aspect of my life it was like okay everything but this i can't reason my way through this i know what i'm seeing i know what i'm smelling hearing feeling but uh 
am I am I am I crazy? Right. You know, and so through time I don't think and you're crazy. well, no, I've it, I have no psychological um, mm-hmm. issues. You're amongst the most logical people I oh, know. What? Thank you, love. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I did go through that period. I'm surrounded and by I crazy did, people, just so you guys. Know. I did uh, go through evaluations and that sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with no, my brain. Absolutely not. Um, I'm a healthy person, and I eat healthy, and I try and maintain a healthy mindset. Now, <clears throat> I went through that entire deep explanation to, to tell share, a ghost story. To, to, to share a ghost story because uh, my first experience, you know, was a little girl named Sarah, and I was a child, and I didn't even know what ghosts were. So that was my first experience that I can remember, anyways, and it's gone on my whole life. Right. Now we've seen some. Uh, I've witnessed some pretty interesting stuff over the years. My, and it's hard to explain in one show, and we won't. And we won't. I do appreciate my husband because he has, he's been there to keep me asking questions. Although I don't need help asking questions because my brain has a no, really hard time, yeah. has a hard time accepting it. But he was there to help investigate some things. Right. Um, encouraged me to draw pictures and. He helped with research to find out information. Anyways, the reason why um, I went through this whole process of explanation is because I see things differently than your average person. And we can go into a little bit more of that later, but I'm going to move on to my ghost story with you and Jeff. Right. So with that understanding, we entered a restaurant Mm-hmm. And as we approached the restaurant, I started getting that we, we were walking up the street and I started getting that familiar feeling of standing too close to an old fashioned television set. So when you got, I don't know how many of our listeners know what it's like to stand next to a TV with a tube. Right. Um, but there's like a, a bit of a pull, like a static tickle. If you stand too close to a TV with a tube Mm -hmm. and that's essentially what my body feels like if I'm approaching an area where there could potentially be some type of weird, unexplainable activity. It's funny that you say that too, because just real quick, there's, Mm -hmm. I I haven't researched this or or, I can't verify it or anything, but I do believe that when they were searching for ghosts, Mm. uh, the afterlife, the, the paranormal that's how they invented the TV tubes. They were actually trying to design a, a machine. To, oh. I don't know if that's true or not, but I remember I hearing remember that. you telling, saying something yeah. about that to I me. I remember somebody, hmm. that ended up in some research from the Tinfoil Hat Times, the show oh. that I did a long time ago. Well, uh, the reason why that sticks out in my head is because when I was a little girl, I recognized that feeling because we had tube TVs when I was younger. Yeah, and I remember getting too close and playing with the static or whatever it was. Carol and, Ann, <laughs> Away from the light. And uh, recognizing how that felt to these other experiences that I had that had nothing to do with the TV. Right. They were with the little kids that, you know, I may have seen or this person, you know, that was looking in my window. Um, and, you know, my mom, she's so patient and there were so many weird things as a little kid. She was, but she like, was, okay. she never, she never um, fully encouraged me. But she also never shut me down. So she was open to it. She was, wasn't, you know, she never brought up ghosts or anything like that. She mm-hmm. didn't really do that. She was just like, okay, well, I believe you. I believe that you believe that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, as we approached this restaurant, that familiar feeling 
came over me and I was like, ah, well, this is going to be interesting. And well, if you listen to people in the area, this is the most haunted part of Seattle. I didn't but we know. Didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that at all. But that's as, as soon as we had our experience, mm-hmm. they were all about telling us and then like, oh, well, you need to go over there. See, and that that's part of my experience here. Uh, I'm, I'm an inquisitive person and I like to research. Um, however, I found myself uh, the last five to eight years, it, if we're going somewhere, I intentionally wasn't, I wasn't doing my research. I didn't want to do my research of that space just in case there was a story right. or there was an experience there or maybe there's some history there. Um, and I didn't intentionally want to know that because I did not want that in my head. Right. I've, so, if I had an experience, I wanted to be able to evaluate that experience on its face, mm-hmm. not because, well, second I heard guess. About it exactly. And, and then I verified what I heard about. So Monique I, and I have been trying to do that. We've been trying to figure out because, you know, when I when I was into conspiratorial things, mm-hmm. that was a kind of mindset where mm-hmm. I refused certain kinds of questions and mm-hmm. honesty. And Monique and I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a very skeptical person now. Mm-hmm. That's the way my brain works. Uh, I'm not I'm not skeptical of you. I'm skeptical mm-hmm. of just the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you and I have been talking over the years. It's like, well, how do we do science with right. this kind of thing? With right. what you're experiencing uh, and, and what other people experience, you know, how would we even do anecdotal science? And we've kind of come up with some ideas, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll get to the one idea here at, at the end of this. Yeah. But continue your story so so she's trying to use the reason why she's going in blind is because science is best yes, when it's blind exactly but and you can't do a double blind with with anecdotal personal evidence or right. personal experience you no, just can't no it's but we're we, i'm doing my best right. <laughs> this is all we can do yeah so went to the restaurant and uh i walked in and of course you know i i scanned the room and we're waiting to to be seated and i notice this very intense uh, energy or static, uh, weird uh, disturbance to the air, mm-hmm. and I knew that there's something here. Um, and it was about a few minutes in, I could see the movement starting. Uh, you know, flashes out of the corner of my eye. Um, somebody was zipping around really fast, mm-hmm. just zipping through the air, and we had been seated at this point, and previous just prior to zach having his first salt experience we should tell him what it was if they haven't heard the show but yeah Um, okay let's let's do just in case you didn't get to hear um just a ride podcast well it was basically i was sitting at this table and i was a smoker at the time so i would Mm -hmm. get up every 10 15 minutes to go have smoke Mm -hmm. and every time i would get up there would be a not a little pile but a sizable pile of salt in Mm -hmm. my in my pants (laughs) in my lap Mm -hmm. every time you know, and I'm looking for it. Uh, you know, is there something leaking under the table? Is there is, is there a bag of drugs under the table? You mm-hmm. know, uh, is there? There's not even salt on the table, right? And you know, we're looking around at people like, who's fucking with us? Yeah. And there wasn't. And it was Mm-mm. over and over and over again. I didn't have salt times. on me. I didn't. I didn't have like a salt packet in my Mm-mm. shirt or no. something. I looked. But it happened multiple times. He'd sit back down, was covered in salt again, mm-hmm. and then we had uh, we heard a glass shatter. Uh, nobody else in the restaurant responded to the sound of glass shattering. Mm-hmm. Nobody else heard it. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like it landed in our food, and it was in our food. Mm-hmm. Chunks of glass in our food. There, we and of course, you know, the guy we was we were with was also a you know, police officer, and 
very in, in, inquisitive mm-hmm. mind, and so are we. So we're looking around for anything that may have broke. Yeah. Found nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. So uh, as we're sitting there at the table, uh, where we've placed our order, we're waiting for our stuff, and uh, I think we got, I don't even think we had gotten our drinks yet. So anyway, Zach wanted to get up and go smoke. Uh, prior to just prior to that happening, I saw what was zipping around. E. Yeah, so I had, I kind of just was like, you know, show me your face, right? Quietly in my own in my own head, but um, kind of inquired about it. You know, who are you, type thing? And this, it was an old man. He came in like a blur, and then the my his his uh. Appearance. He uh-huh. came in as a blur, and then his appearance kind of cleared up real quick. Um, not a solid mass, uh, not it, but also not see-through, but obviously not a physical thing. So right. I don't know how else to explain it. They're all different. My experiences have all been different. The way I see them is all different, so mm-hmm. it, it's hard to explain. But anyways, this guy kind of, I guess, materialized. I don't know what else to use. Right. Uh, just kind of zipped in really fast, stopped on a dime, and then I could see who he was. And then he, and it was just from the shoulders up. I only saw him from his shoulders up. Fuck. The rest of it was just kind of a blur, I guess, down below. Anyways, he turned right to you, got right in your face, like an inch away, and screamed at you. Now, what I heard, and you're just talking to Jeff, not really responding at all to what's going on around you, and this guy screamed. And what I heard was, you ever been underwater? Remember when you used to swim in a pool as a kid? Mm-hmm. And then have you ever screamed underwater? Oh, just yeah. To, yeah. That's what it sounded like, but it was faint. Hmm. So I could hear him, too. Damn. Um, and then he glanced over back at me and then zipped off. And I thought to myself, well, he, he's mad. He's pretty pissed off. So he threw some salt in my lap. What the fuck, bro? Well, and he kept, but he was fucking with everyone. He wasn't just fucking with you. He was, through this experience, he was zipping around, and I was very preoccupied. He's like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Just he, was zipping, a mess. he was zipping around, but I noticed as he would zip and stop, and then zip and stop, and zip and stop, things were happening. Like, um, there was one guy sitting next to us that every time he would come by, zip by and then stop and then, you know, keep zipping. He, the guy's, um, napkin would fall off his lap onto the floor and I found it very fast. Yeah. It was, it was fascinating to me because every time he would come by and interact with this living man, the napkin would fall off of his lap. So to me, that was uh, I don't know. There was a correlation there between this activity that I was watching happen. And then there was a physical reaction to it. Napkin on the floor. There was another one where he, uh, and it was across the restaurant, a couple um, tables down where he would zip by this one lady, stop and then keep zipping. And when he'd zip and stop and then zip away, she would reach up and touch the back of her head every time. Hmm. And then at one point, she actually glanced over her shoulder like she was like, you know, who's touching me type thing. Hmm. Now, this woman and this man that were having these experiences that I could see, they don't know what's going on. I'm not not even making a sound. I'm just observing. So I found it very interesting that there was this weird anomaly happening and people were reacting to it, even though it really nobody else could see it. Right. 
but they were having a physical reaction to this thing. And my husband, you, having a physical reaction to this thing because he kept zipping by you. He only screamed at you once, but he kept zipping by you. And every time he'd zip and stop and then you'd have salt on you, uh, he zipped through the table area. So instead of going around us, through the table area, above us, obviously. But then there was the broken glass sound. Where did the glass come from? I don't know. So anyways. His pocket. I'm watching this happen. And although I'm not saying anything to Zach or Jeff, I'm just keeping it to myself, all my observations of what I'm seeing. And once the glass broke and there was glass in our food and our drinks, we had to let the waitress know. Mm. It's like, we have glass in our food. Uh, we're not complaining. We don't think anybody did it uh, on purpose. It's just we heard the pop, and now there's glass in our food. And we don't want to eat it. And we don't friggin' know where it came from. Hmm. So and she was baffled. And she was, but she was also, like, you know. Oh, it's a ghost. Yeah. She yeah. said, oh, yeah, you're probably. And the thing that I found interesting was she had mentioned something about the ghost is probably picking on you, which was my perception of what was happening to you. Right. And I never said anything about it because you kept having salt in your lap and then weird breezes. He was also picking on the guy with the napkin and the lady with the hair. So this was happening. And then once we brought it up to the, the, the waitress, she was like, Oh yeah, the ghost is probably picking on you. And I don't remember if it was you or Jeff, but somebody said the ghost Somebody inquired more about it. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, this place is haunted. Right. You know, so. Yeah, and she gave us quite a story. Yeah, she that. did. Was there like, was all kinds of shit going about on. About an in old there. man, too. Mm-hmm, an yeah. old man. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so, and I did eventually was able to piece together through the two, and a, two hours or whatever that we were there what the guy looked like, too. Because mm-hmm. I saw him a lot. Right. Um, and the thing I found fascinating about this one guy was I could see him. He knew I could see him and he had no interest in me, which mm. was a new thing for me. Usually if they can, if they know you can see him, they, they're like, what's up? Yes. So my experiences, um, on the norm, if I can see them and they know I can see them, they are coming they're in my presence they they whatever it is either they come over to me or they appear in front of me or they're touching me or something mm-hmm. so those have been my experiences and it's rare that i until i got a little bit older it was rare that i'd have an experience see them acknowledge them and have them have no interest in me mm-hmm. although it has happened you know it's just not as common as them being like oh <laughs> right. You, whatever. Well, and I say they, I'm using these terms, they, acknowledgement, communication. I'm using these terms because, not because I definitively know that this is what's going on. It's because it's the only way I have to explain it to somebody else. Sure. sure. So I don't know if they're ghosts. Right. I don't know. how. I, what I do know is I see these things. Uh, I get information from these things. And later on, more times than not, I don't want to say every time, but almost all the time, close to it anyways, I would say at least 85%, that information is then verifiable. Right. Which is where that word medium comes in. Right. So 50% of the people listening to this are like, wow, 
That sounds interesting. And the other 50% are like, like she is so of full of shit. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. I don't blame you. I don't. I don't. And the I will say this about Monique. She's not a liar. I, I've never, <laughs> you just aren't that kind of person. I, That's why it's been so weird for me. Yeah. Because I've gone through my personal journey as your husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was a credulous nudnik for a mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. when we were married. And then, you know, having mm-hmm. kids and stuff kind of makes it so you need to be a little bit more concerned about if what you think is true. Right. And And then since then... I mean, I've witnessed stuff with this mindset that I have mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, I just can't square that circle like that. Look, can we tell the story about one more ghost story of mine Okay, uh, where we shared it together? Okay. Uh, it's the one in our home here. Yeah. So our home is an interesting place in itself. It's an old house. It's mm-hmm. fun. Nooks and crannies and stuff. And yeah. Whatnot. We've got a lot of, I have a lot of stories here. Yes. And I know does. you have several. I have a few and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to tell most of them. Mm. I'm going to tell one. Okay. Because this one was something that that really I can't explain. Mm. I'm sure Mm -hmm. that there's a psychology book out there and an expert somewhere that can be like, oh, here's exactly what it was. Right. Like maybe I saw your face out of the corner of my eye and it made me feel the way I did. But here's the thing. So Monique had saw something Mm -hmm. and very distinctly Mm -hmm. and she, it had caught her attention hardcore Mm -hmm. and it kind of stopped us mid conversation and it's giving me goosebumps thinking about it now. (laughs) Great. So you can tell I believe this, whatever it is. I've got the goosebumps up my ankles. You, you had the experience, right. But here's what happened. So me being a flippant guy, mm-hmm. I mocked the person mm-hmm. that she said she saw. And I felt that person run to me. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the goosebumps like crazy. Uh, <laughs> and get right in my face. Yeah. I saw nothing. I've got the goosebumps so bad. But I felt it very much. And I look over at my wife and mm-hmm. she is looking right in front of me, not at me, but right in front of me, horrified <laughs> because this thing is, you know, as soon as I said it, I felt the air go cold mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, my, again, I got the goosebumps up my, you know, everywhere you can get goosebumps. Right. And I, there was just something like I pissed it off. I could feel mm-hmm. the the tinge in the air. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a psychologist, uh, Michael Shermer, probably has written right. three books on this, where right. it's like Zach, you just got to read the next book after Believing Brain, and then you'll you'll know. Right. It's actually in Believing Brain, but I still, it's very difficult to, it's very difficult to have that kind of experience to reproduce that kind of experience. Right. If I wanted to, I couldn't do that. Right. If you and I were like. You know, let's act it out again. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do that. Well, a, a little bit of information about that is what I had seen was uh, a gentleman perusing in our dining room, but he was looking at like cabinets, like he was shopping, which was really <laughs> strange because I couldn't really see the cabinets. I could just see him, but I could our almost. House, our house was a store at it, one point. We, that's what we, we were yes. like, well, what could he well, be doing? Maybe. You know? Yeah. He's living a memory. <laughs> shit, yeah. So, and he was perusing the cabinets and it, and it caught my attention because he was very solid. This one was in my, my experience was a more solid person. And uh, our conversation was interrupted because I was very distracted by this guy walking around in the dining room. And so I told Zach, I was like, of course, my husband being the smart ass that he is, I said, There's, we got a visitor and he's in the dining room. And Zach said, well, what is he doing? I said, he's shopping. It looks like, I don't know, he's looking in stuff. He's shopping. So Zach straightened himself up. The smart ass that he is says, hello, sir, can I help you? Can I help you find something? Mm, need something? The guy, it, it took a fraction of a second from him to go from the dining room to being curled over, like arched over Zach, on only on one side, like he 
arched himself over the top of him and was right in his face. And he seemed to be admonishing Zach for his flippant, uh, I guess, smart-ass comment. He wasn't mad. It was more like, motherfucker, don't... Don't, <laughs> don't mock be- this situation. Exactly. Don't be mocking to mm. me. And then he well, went on. That. And then he went on. And then he went back to what he was doing. Uh, not a big deal, right? It kind of was to me. But it, I... <laughs> it's a weird moment. The reason why I found so much value in that is because you got to experience what it felt like to be me for a second. Right. And not, not that I would want that for anybody, but it was a moment that I had no control over. I wasn't narrating it. I wasn't even, I mean, I was responding to it in a split second because I was responding as you were responding because mm-hmm. it was happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I said was there's a guy shopping in the dining room. And then I That's mocked him, it. and then I felt a fucking thing I'd never felt before. And you had, although the, I did feel it in Nebraska actually, and I told that story mm-hmm. on on the jar of. On well, the jar you had the experience. I could observe the experience while you were having it, and there was a certain amount of comfort in myself because I was like, oh, finally, he knows what it feels like now. That mm-hmm. physical sensation, and um, that physical sensation that I've experienced my whole life is as different as people are different as Mm -hmm. I had these experiences, but they all had a same, there was always a baseline, Uh, a baseline of, it may not always feel like a a freezer, but there's always a chill or a, a, I don't know, a weird zap to your skin. That's what it felt like. It Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily cold. It was my body reacting to, you know, a weird stimulus kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And the reason why a little bit more here is the reason, reason why we won't be covering ghosts is because my experiences, I've been able to, I've, I've explained them to the best of my ability using the English language, mm-hmm. um, without trying, trying to not use some of these woo woo, the woo woo weird wackadoodle yeah. terms, right. you know, well, do, you're a wackadoodle of 50% of people. I know. Right and, yeah. and I don't, fuck, I don't blame you. Yeah. I really don't. I'm a wackadoodle um, too, probably to some of them. So it's fine. Well, Let's see, just wackadoodle together. The, the challenge that I'm facing, the challenge that I have faced is how do you discredit an experience that you've had by yourself? You've seen it or you felt it. Um, maybe you've seen it and felt it and heard it. How do you discredit that in your own mind? Without just saying, well, I must be crazy. Exactly. I have schizophrenia or I have right. dissociative identity okay. disorder or something. So like. let's let's take that a, a step further. What do you do when you have sought out help for that? Right. And, and then they're said, like, and they're like there's nothing wrong with you. Right. That's part of why this is interesting. Right. That's, that's why... Okay, so let's move this on to... We can't do science with this. No. That's why there's so many shows and mm-hmm. it's like they just kind of like a guy farts and they're like, Oh my God, that's right. our proof. You know, it's I terrible. Can't, I can't watch those shows. But we I just can't do the, the ghost hunting shows. Yeah. I can't. I know. Because they're fucking dumb. I tried to parody them on Scatcast. I actually before when it was the Tin Full Hot Times, mm-hmm. a long time ago, I used to do the same kind of thing on the radio. I, I was only able to do one because it's like same with the Dave and Angus show where mm-hmm. they go to a haunted place and it's like, I hear nothing. You're just silent. Right. It's right. like, and 
oh my god a creak <clears throat> is that the best part of the show mm-hmm. there was a creaky sound and it's yeah. like yeah the producer did that we'll see so and some not... of these some of these ghost shows are really trying they're trying to the interest is there because so many people exactly. have had experiences that Ex- they can't explain that's yeah. exactly it mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're watching uh anecdotal evidence mm-hmm do you believe Marilyn Manson when he tells you a story? Right. Do you believe or these people? You're in the ghost hunting shows, you're watching them. Oh, it's cold in here. Right. Somebody just touched me. The producer says that we should you know be what cold I mean? and touched. Now, some of the time there have been shows that I have seen where I've been able to see something. Um, where I'm like, oh, I see that this thing, this anomaly or whatever. Well, you know what? I've I've same as I got the goosebumps mm-hmm. retelling my story. Mm-hmm. I need Michael Shermer on this show at mm-hmm. one point. We need to interview him. <laughs> but I, there's certain shows that I'll watch with these mm-hmm. ghost shows or little little snippets that people will claim mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I'll feel the fear of that person. Mm-hmm. My empathy will go mm-hmm. like, I believe that person's fear. Right. Compared to other people where I'm like, I don't buy that. At all. Right. Which Ex- is 99% of the ghost exactly. shows. Exactly. But sometimes you're just like, fuck, that person is legit scared. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what is happening and mm-hmm. what, you know, they may be added or whatever. Mm-hmm. That person is either acting amazingly to where I'm empathizing 100% or mm-hmm. they're actually scared. Right. Well, you know, there's I've seen a lot of that stuff in the in the ghost shows and and the vast vast majority I don't buy it. I don't either. Because it's just not I don't know. There's I don't see anything. They went out of their way to make a show. Yeah. They want two seasons and not right. one. You got to find something if you want two seasons. I understand the entertainment value. I get it. I understand uh people have had experiences uh and they they're looking for something that they can relate to. But those ghost shows piss me off because it's it's just solidifying the trolling. Right. It's solidifying the fact that uh, it's not real right? to so many people when there's so many um, personal experiences that individuals have had that it kind of goes back to the UFO thing. What the government has done over the past year is lifted the veil of shame off of individuals who have had experiences. Right. And they've made it so that they're divulging information saying, okay, look, we know this is going on. We know that these are experiences that people have had. Um, and we're not going to shame you anymore for it. Right. We're just going to be honest and say, we don't know. Um, just like UFOs, the ghost, quote unquote, supernatural ghost, whatever, that stuff is going on too. People are having legitimate experiences of something. Hmm. What is it? We don't know. Right. Just like UFOs, people are legitimately seeing something. What is it? We don't know. It's the same thing. But because the government has come out and lifted that veil of shame, and and come clean with us. I just said we have it's, things that we exactly. can't explain and that aren't. It's going to be a lot easier for those people who have had these experiences, so they won't be shamed as much. Right. We haven't had that yet for the supernatural. It's because side science of can't really do things. But this is what we were going. I was going to lead to is mm-hmm. we had this idea uh, basically because your your mom and dad had a hotel at one mm-hmm. point, and this is what gave me the idea. Yeah. Uh, we want in science. We want double blind. We want all of the all of the protections to keep mm-hmm. human bias out of mm-hmm. the process. That's what the scientific method is. Well, the challenge is we're using a human brain. Yeah, and the human yes. brain is a believing brain. It is, and it, it's easily duped. Yes, it's very difficult. We count the wins. I know. And, uh, we don't. We don't count the losses. We count the yeah. wins every time. That's yeah. why you know a psychic, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, they don't count the fact that they missed when they're when they're cold reading you. Right. That they missed the fact that I wouldn't no, use the term cold reading because that's actually uh, intentionally an intentional charlatan. When right. Cold well, that's what I somebody. think most people that are doing that are. Is they're they're they, cold readers yeah. and they're and they're just. I don't think stuff out. I don't think all of them are. I don't either. Um, I, at this point I, in my life, I feel like people mm-hmm. they at least legit just like you i mean mm-hmm. you're not you're not a liar and you're not a, a crazy person right you you're experiencing things and we, and i'm not a crazy person either hold on and when i throw things at you to test it mm-hmm. you know some of it's satisfactory and some of it isn't kind mm-hmm. of thing whatever but a lot of it is uh but could i be counting hits and misses in the same way because i love you and you're, you're my wife maybe perhaps you might you might be biased but here's how we we at least go forward in the future so it this kind of hinges on some of our listeners owning a haunted hotel mm. so if that's you <laughs> yeah. this is for you no longer advertise your haunted hotel mm-hmm. keep it absolutely just like it's a nice hotel come in it's mm-hmm. you know make it make make it cheaper or something and whatever blah blah, blah. but have a little card at the end mm-hmm. that says did you experience anything and have a few questions you know mm-hmm. what did you experience how long did it last what was it did you see anything did you hear anything mm-hmm. did you, t- you know don't put anything in their minds to say that this is a haunted house mm-hmm. but at the very end of this thing ask Question them about them. their experience right. and then at the end you know and the other thing is like well you know the rumors will come mm-hmm. and so the interesting thing about your mom's uh, hotel and, and it was a, it was a resort kind of thing mm-hmm. where people would come visit for skiing and they mm-hmm. come from out of town and out of state and all out, over the out country, of the country. Mm-hmm. and so that's even better because you have somebody that doesn't know the lore of the mm-hmm. local thing Mm-hmm. So, but that's about as close as we're going to get. So mm-hmm. we have basically, uh, you know, we're, we're relying on anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. but it's somewhat blinded because mm-hmm. we're not filling them full of, this is a haunted house. Right. And we're not saying that, you know, the, the bellhop at the beginning isn't like, Hey, we want to stay in, in room six. It's the haunted one. You right. Know? Right. It's just straight up. It's a motel six fucking here's your towels. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the experience, did you experience anything? Right. Then we take all that data at the end of it and we look at it and mm-hmm. we say, well, this person from Sweden and this person from Chicago and this mm-hmm. person, they all say they saw a little girl. Yeah. Find the baseline. Yeah. Where the re- the repetition, where make is it, it? Make it so the anecdotal things yeah. become somewhat valuable because right. that's all we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so if you own a haunted hotel <laughs> or a haunted house, right. stop treating it as such and, and advertise it as just a normal thing and, and uh, give a little question and air question and air at the end mm-hmm. and then do that for 10, 15 years. The, o- the only <laughs> so, thing is... Let us know at the end. The only thing is you couldn't have had a hotel being operated as a haunted hotel to begin with. It needs to be unknown completely by everyone prior to this experiment. So here's what you need to do. You need to have just a normal hotel and you need to murder someone (laughs) and then bury their body in the, in the somewhere on the premises (laughs) and then people need to figure it out. So it's a little hide and seek game. We're going to play for the next 10, 15 years. I think call to action, murder people in your hotel. I think this is an interesting, this is an interesting idea, not murdering people, but because this is how I have gone into things over the years. I've learned to don't educate yourself before you get right, somewhere. Right. Do not, because I don't ever like to, I'm the biggest, I guess I question my, I'm an overthinker, first of all, mm. and I will question and question and dig and analyze to the point where I'm confusing the fuck out of myself right. because I've now asked way too many questions Paralysis of myself. Paralysis by overanalysis. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't research in advance because it lifts that whole veil of my own, um, I guess uh, insecurity. I, I don't know how what else to call it. So if I go somewhere and I have an experience, I'm having that experience on its face. I'm not having that experience with 
this history that I've researched or maybe some information that I already knew. Because to me, if I had previous knowledge to it, I'm throwing it out the window and I can't use that for myself. I can't use that in my own experiment because it's tainted as far as I'm concerned. But then there's also some bias that's in there anyway, where it's like, well, I'm going into a house of this, of this older lady and Mm -hmm. she's already like asking for something, you know, Mm -hmm. asking for help Mm -hmm. for you to come there and look at it or whatever it might be. Well, Uh, the individuals that have asked for help. Just the fact that we live in the West, we have all these premonitions about, you know, I should, you know, ghosts look like this. Exactly. But they don't. That's the other thing. Well, we we don't need to get into that. They don't look like what we think, probably. Uh, they they everybody thinks that they follow a pattern, and they really they really don't. They're as individual as people are. They really are. You see the interesting conversations that I have as a hardcore <laughs> skeptic. It's really fun. I, my mind is open, though. I just have made it so that the mind stays in there. Mm-hmm. I just don't take leaps. It's like when people say things, I don't like to just discredit them. Mm-hmm. I know you're not a crazy person, and I know you're not a liar. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's other people that aren't crazy and aren't liars out right. there, and so it's. As a skeptic, I can still not be the strident asshole yeah. that's like, fucking, you're a wackadoodle on fire. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, if we look into this, we've, we got the fucking TV, perhaps. I think we're looking into this. I think. Thank you, Farnsworth. He's interested in ghosts. <laughs> My biggest challenge here is I'm, I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm not here to prove anything. Um which is why I don't offer this stuff. Right. Which is why I'm not out there saying, hey, I can I'm do this and I can and do it. No. Cleo Absolutely says. not. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. I'm here to prove to myself what is or isn't. Mm-hmm. That's all. I want to know. I want to know what my experiences are. I want to understand them better. And the more, the older I get and the more I move forward, the more I realize that there is something here. In my experience, I'm experiencing something Um, and it's valuable to an extent. Mm -hmm. Now, I I even ask myself, maybe they're not ghosts. Maybe that maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe, maybe it's parallel universes. Well, I uh, there's that. But I also thought of Wi-Fi. You know, there Mm -hmm. was there's this theory in my head that's like, well, Wi-Fi works all the time and we know it works because we can our computer turns on and we have uh, wireless internet and tunes we, in every time you turn it on. every single time and we know it's there can we see it no can we feel it absolutely not but we know it's there why because of the evidence of what's going on you know when your wi-fi goes out too because it doesn't connect mm-hmm. what if that is the same type of thing you know it's maybe our brains just happen to dial into a certain wavelength of information just like because you're in the wi-fi I guess feed I'm not sure what you would call it but in there is an exorbitant amount of information and packets and all kinds of stuff flowing Mm -hmm. through the air and when you're downloading shit it's going through the air Mm -hmm. really uh, in something you can't see Mm -hmm. but it's tangible on your computer and so maybe it's the same type of thing maybe there is an aspect to our brain that does the same thing well we are 
I mean, I think just the biological matter that we are mm -hmm. is basically a, a crystallized, gooey radio transceiver. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we We're water are, bags. Yeah, we are. <laughs> that, that collects yeah. wave data. Right. I mean, everything that our body is designed to do is mm -hmm. to... We're, stick, we're stuck together because of sound waves. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps us together. Mm -hmm. uh, our brain waves work at a certain frequency. Exactly. Uh, or multiple frequencies, mm -hmm. depending on where it is. Radio and TV work on those same frequencies. Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, just like you're saying. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Well, you and I could talk about this probably for a 10-hour podcast. I know, I know. I, I want to add one thing to this. That okay. I, I, this is one thing that makes it difficult for me when it comes to the ghost stuff mm -hmm. uh, or whatever we want to call them. Right. It's like sometimes we, people will say they're wearing clothes. Mm -hmm. And I've, I did a Gunner Halifax for the people that have the multi-pass where Gunner Halifax dies. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of empathize the, uh, you know, what it's like to die. And, and some of the questions you might have, it's like, well, can I fart? Yeah. <laughs> Do I, can I tie these shoes that I'm wearing? Right. Can I pull my dick out? Yeah. You know, all of these things you're like, you know, do I eat? Mm -hmm. Do I have to poop? Do I have to, you know, do I have crusties in my eyes? Mm -hmm. All those kind of things. Is my eyesight better now? Do I still have glasses in mm -hmm. the ether? Can you have sex with another ghost? <laughs> These are the questions that I have, and I don't want an answer. I, I, I want to just remain ignorant of that because it's interesting. Uh, okay, if you don't, if you don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't want an answer. Okay. I'm not going to, no. I'm, I might call Miss Cleo one, some, someday and I'll ask her. All right, you guys, this has been our ghost story episode. Yeah. And a little bit of a review and a preview mm -hmm. of stuff coming up. So kind of meta. Mm -hmm. But as you can see, we're not going to do ghost stuff. No, uh, there's we can't. Not really. <laughs> there's no way to do it in the way that we want to do it. Yeah. And I'm not interested really in judging people based mm -mm. on if they're crazy or if I like them or if their haircut's funny or Me if they have neither. a weird accent. Me neither. Which, is, and, which ends up being what the fucking the game is. Yeah, I don't want to do I, that. Yeah, we suck at it. I've mm -hmm. watched my whole life. I've watched human beings be really bad at the guess the fucking the yeah. person's credibility game yeah it's been really bad uh that's why we have terrible politicians exactly all right so thank you guys for listening yes uh, thank you and uh yeah thanks for listening to uh my oversharing today but it was great i needed to in order to tell um, the story to tell these stories yeah, yeah. i had to and i don't want to you know I guess I did. I didn't want to hold back today. So, right. and and tomorrow I probably will. But today I didn't want to. Right. Info at scatcast dot com. <laughs> if you would like to call my wife a wackadoodle or me or both of us. Hey, you know but, what? I don't blame you if no, you want to call me a wackadoodle. Info at scatcast dot com. Yeah. Also, if you'd like to empathize and and maybe share your stories as well. Right. Right. And, and we'd love to hear them. Yeah. So, and if you have a hotel. Uh, yes. Think about creating a questionnaire <laughs> and, you know, stashing some bodies in the basement. See if people notice. Uh. No, not that part. But if, if somebody already did that prior to you buying the hotel, collect that data. But I think that might be the closest thing that we'll get to <laughs> uh, some sort of blinded test where there's some sort of scientific method going mm -hmm. on. It's not going to be satisfactory for anyone that's really into science, <laughs> myself included, but it is a step forward. Right. So baby steps. Yeah. And I, we'll get and I think, and you guys can fact check me on this. I think Farnsworth was looking for ghosts and then he's like fuck I found the TV let's put it on channel 3 and you can play video games on it I think I think that's how it happened but uh, if not then hmm. hopefully we'll get some some good science out yeah. of this this uh, continual journey towards knowledge of ghosts I don't know how we couldn't so I'm looking forward to the future right me too yeah alright well we'll talk at you in the future and it'll seem like the present bye bye <laughs>
dipshit files. Bing bong. <laughs> did you moo at me? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>